This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. We're about to play the smart team in the conference. I guess you want to call them that. Uh, they produce a lot of doctors and just a lot of smart people. <laughs> Can they outsmart us on the field? We'll talk about it. I <laughs> I, have, I have a little bit of trauma from I went up to Vandy in uh, 2012. I think that was when I went. And obviously we all know how the 2012 season went. And Vandy was one of the losses. Um, so I have a little trauma going up to Vandy. But this is not the 2012 season. This is not the 2012 football team at all. Um, and we got a new you know, breath of life with uh, getting a win last week. Um, I still, uh, you know, one of the things I was looking back at with this game was, you know, the the kind of the joke around Vanderbilt and their stadium and re- renovations. Um, I still don't think it's done. Which is pretty hilarious uh, because we are pretty much two thirds of the way through the season, and uh, yeah, it's still still kind of a, a construction zone out there. So we may be playing with a you know. <laughs> do you remember at the very beginning they had uh, their jumbotron hanging from like two cranes, and I was like, this just feels janky. <laughs> I think that's still how they're doing it. I think it was like a wow. last week or two weeks ago. I was watching the game. They're still doing that. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty weird. I mean, come on, smart people in Vandy, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Play, get your get a better project manager or something. I don't know. I mean, they probably are more worried about like real life issues at Vandy, and they just didn't realize when the football season started. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, they're like, hey, we're like you said, we're we're doctor, we're trying to we're trying to cure diseases here. Um, AJ, <laughs> we're not real worried about football. Yeah, well, we'll get to it. Another smart team uh, in the state that you and I live in uh, was able to upset a team. So I don't, I don't. We better not take Vanderbilt lightly because sometimes those smart schools can uh, do things that you don't anticipate. Um, before we get into that, I did want to have this kind of general conversation because I did see my dad pointed this out to me, and I started doing a little research into it. Auburn now claims five national championships have you have you seen or heard about this uh yeah i have uh i am okay i am a, uh, i guess because they actually had a bcs so they had a system they don't claim 2004 um but i was a little surprised especially after the you know the uncovering of usc and reggie bush and players getting paid and Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, and there was actually, it might have been Golf Digest, but somebody actually did claim Auburn as the champions that year. So that's wow. not one of the years, uh, 2004. But, yeah, I say good for them. I mean, listen, Bama has legitimate, a ton of legitimate championships, but they also have like five that are questionable. Yeah. Um, I think every school should do this. I think that um, I'm pretty sure Georgia has several they could claim they don't. Um, before the playoff era, I mean, even BCS only picked two. Before the playoff era, I mean, it, it's kind of up in the air. So Yeah. Well, it was like there there wasn't necessarily always a national championship game. No, there wasn't and, at all. And so it was like, well, these teams are have two perfect records, and 
what are you what are you doing to compare? You know, maybe they have one or two overlaps, sometimes a little bit more of teams, but like, how do you truly know which one's the best? And especially, you know, in today's age, we've got the beauty of, you know, the championship game plus now even a playoff. And so, you know, you, you for sure know who's the best team that year. Uh, but yeah, that, I think that's part of the, the thing that I think Auburn was just like, Hey, at least one of the, the different uh, you know, publishers like the AP poll or something like that said Auburn's going to be the national champion. And then maybe another said somebody else. And as long as somebody's claiming it, it seems like Auburn's taking those for at least the 1913 season, the 1983 season and the 1993 season. So props to them uh, for, I feel like finally getting around to that. I, I do think kind of like you, I'm a little amazed they didn't do the 2004, but maybe that's going to be with time. Like, I wonder if they're just going to let, let that, you know, sit a little bit for another, you know, five, 10 more years and then claim it because maybe at some point, I mean, I feel like if there's any season, like that was one of the best seasons I've ever experienced in Auburn football besides, you know, the 20, probably 2010 season. Um, so pretty amazing stuff there. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, I did, you know, want to transition back to uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, so their head coach, Clark Lee, uh, they've got a you know sophomore quarterback who hey, pretty, played honestly pretty solid for them last season. Um, not as, I mean, he's kind of doing all right this season, uh, but he's, he's not, you know, helping them win all that much. They're still uh, not doing that great in the SEC. Um, they are two and seven overall. And, uh, the only thing that I, I think is kind of interesting is sometimes they, they have some, you know, closer games that even the ones that they've won that were early in the season against Hawaii and then Alabama. Well, no, it was, uh, sorry. in UNLV where they lost and you're like, they had some close matchups, but for the most part, they're either getting blown out. Um, the closest one that they really had was against Georgia for a little bit. That was a few weeks ago, but I, I'm not seeing a whole bunch that necessarily scares me. Is there anything that you you're looking at Vanderbilt and thinking, wow, they, they could come out and shock us because it is possible. It's the SEC. I've seen weirder things happen, but anything that you think that the Vanderbilt team does that Auburn may have a problem with. Yeah, so I literally know nothing about them other than the fact they <laughs> apparently have a really good receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking at their schedule and you know, they they don't they get to 20 relatively common. Uh like the Kentucky they got to 28, Missouri they got to 21, Georgia they got to 20. So, I mean, you know, I guess at the end of the day the my fear is okay, we did look well. We did look good against Mississippi State, but it was at home. We have not looked good on the road in a very long time. This is on the road. Now, I do realize this is not going to be an intimidating environment. There legitimately may be more Auburn fans there than Vanderbilt. Because <laughs> yeah. um, Nashville is not far away, and it's a cool town, and people will use that as a chance to you know, have a good weekend. So yep. I, I think that's going to help us. Um, however, uh, you know, we we've struggled to get to 20 on the road. So if Vanderbilt gets there and they have the ability to do that, I will, you know, they, that does cause a little bit of fear for me. 
I mm-hmm. do trust Vegas. I mean, Vegas has us up by third, you know, predicted to win by 13. They typically know what they're doing. Um, but you can't go up there and make mistakes. And, and however, we can't go up there and tell our quarterback he can't make mistakes because then we're going to play tight again. So right. we got to play loose. And I don't think, and I'll end with it, we didn't really talk much about this against Mississippi State in that podcast, but I don't think you can take your foot off the gas in the second half if you have that same situation because at, on the road, momentum can flip very quickly. Um, and so you need to make sure the game's out of hand before you go straight conservative, in my opinion. Right. I mean, I, I think if, if Auburn's you know up by like three touchdowns or more, okay, I, I give you a little bit of a pass to you know pull your foot off the pedal a little bit, burn some clock, be very predictable. But if it's anything closer than that, you just never know. And especially if you know Vanderbilt's quarterback and wide receivers start going off. I mean that that's honestly the the thing that I'm honestly the most scared about. They're rushing. They're not doing great. They've averaged about 92 yards per game on the ground. That doesn't scare me. Our, our run defense has been honestly pretty solid this year, um, and that's been against a lot of really good you know, rushing attacks. So one one kind of other funny story that just came to mind. You're talking about the fans and. I still remember for that 2012 season. Sure, I'll give them this. It was 11 o'clock game. Students were still waking up. And it was two minutes before game time. I got a picture of this. The Vanderbilt student section, which don't think Auburn student section is literally like a sliver, like one-eighth of the stadium or something really tiny. And (laughs) it was like not even a third field. And you're like, what the heck is going on? It's crazy. Um, so I, I don't expect that many Vandy, Vanderbilt fans, especially with this kind of season to you know, get up, especially the students. Like they're, they're probably studying. Let's be honest. They're nerds and <laughs> I love them for being nerds because they're probably going to be my boss at some day. But are you a football fan as much as I am? Probably not. So <laughs> yeah, a little trash talk, you know? Yeah. It's the, the atmosphere. This is the perfect road game to follow up your first, like, confidence builder game at home because mm-hmm. you know you don't want to be going into baton rouge after this and lose all momentum um that you built at home so if you go into vanderbilt and play the exact same way you're like okay maybe we figured something out um that's two games in a row right if you do that and then you roll into arkansas with a lot more confidence which is a much difficult more difficult place to play so i mean at the end of the day on paper we should win this ball game but we're Auburn fans. We're <laughs> always nervous about games. And we've only shown to be competent on offense for one game. So while that was very exciting, very promising, we need to do this two games. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And, 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 and I'm it, a little worried. 100% because we've seen this season away games have uh, not gone as well for us. Even in you know some situations like I would argue like Cal it's not that intimidating but it was early in the season and you just didn't seem like you do anything I get Texas A&M you got 100,000 fans you know roaring down your like right right over you uh then you got LSU obviously pretty scary at night so some of the night games I give Auburn a little bit of a pass but it just seemed like that wasn't great I'm not anticipating this by any means it's a four o'clock kickoff at Vanderbilt I don't necessarily think the environment's going to be the issue if it's going to be Auburn 
having issues, it's going to be, I mean, I hate to say it, but kind of Auburn beating up itself uh, and whatever happens uh, if we end up having issues on offense. Well, I think our safety net, too, is the way Jarquez is running, right? Like, if that yeah. if that travels, um, which typically running does, if that travels, then we're going to be fine. Like, if he's running like he's been running the last two games, um, even if Thorne is not a 90 pro football focus like he was at Mississippi State, you know, we probably should still get out of there with a win. So, um, you know, I think that's the key. He's getting going. He's hot. Let's keep Jarquez going. Let's don't be super conservative. Let's let Thorne throw it around. Um, you know, and I think that um, at the end of the day, on paper, we should win the ball game. Yeah. I mean, literally the only thing, like I said, scaring me is that receiving game potentially going off a little bit because we've had, we've had a few issues with teams getting big chunk plays on us, uh, especially if we just kind of sit back and play a little bit soft. And, uh, I mean – but other than that, I mean, the, all signs are kind of pointing in my mind to Auburn going to Nashville and uh, uh, doing pretty good. So let's talk about our players to watch this game. I mean, you've been talking pretty big about Jarquez. Is is that going to be your player to watch, or is there an even more important guy that you're going to be watching on offense? Um, bu- bu- bum. Probably going to go Connor Lou because this will be his first uh, road game. True freshman. Again, there won't be a ton of environment to and, deal with. And for those who don't know, Connor Lou's our center. Yes. Uh, I, Sorry. I feel like most people probably don't pay attention to that, but he did start, which again, crazy thing, true freshman. And that's pretty impressive considering um, Avery Jones, who was our uh, center before. So just want to give a little context. Well, there. and here, and I don't know this to be true. I'd have to go back and look at the old Miss game, but Connor Lou had to come in relatively early in the old Miss game and Jarquez's best two games have been Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So I don't know this, but I wonder if that's been a little bit due to Connor Lou. So mm, could be. Uh, I mean, centers, they're trying to set up the blocking, make sure everybody's got their assignments, which, if that's done correctly, running backs have holes that they can run through. And I think that comes down to a lot of times kind of the center kind of coordinating that as well as obviously the quarterback too yep and i'll end with this if things go south a little bit on the road does connor get nervous do we start seeing bad snaps and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so it's it's easy when you're at home it's easy when everything's working when it's not working is there any panic there or is he truly just an anomaly and he's a true freshman that doesn't get phased and can play center in the sec i mean considering he's so young i mean how many times do you even hear offensive linemen at at all at the sec level that are true freshmen you you just don't hear it because there's such a big jump at the offensive line you know size wise knowledge wise of the game and it seems like connor lou i think to me it's just showing how much he has improved and you know essentially less than a year of being on campus and doing things for us so my player watch on offense, I mean, you got to go with whoever's that quarterback, which it seems like Peyton Thorne's kind of your obvious after last week against Mississippi State. Because at this point, you know, we, we all have our little concerns about Peyton Thorne in away games, not doing as well. And if this can be a kind of a, you know, settle them down, give them some, you know, quick plays like they kind of did against Mississippi State, 
that he can get the momentum going, get us some first downs. We run a little bit more tempo, which you can tell Peyton's pretty darn confident and competent in doing and running a quicker offense. It just seems like he's more comfortable. So all of that combined, I think Peyton Thorne, if he has even, I don't, I don't think he's going to have as good of a game as he did against Mississippi State, but if he has anything close to that, I think you're you're having you're walking out of there with a big win, you know, at least a double digit win because Peyton Thorne is just going off. Let's go to defense. Who is your player to watch uh for this game? Um I guess whoever is guarding who was who did you say was their uh, uh Will Shepard. Will yeah, Shepard. Yeah, whoever's guarding Shepard cuz I I think he's basically their only weapon, but he's a really good one. So whatever DB is on him, I know that's kind of an easy way out, but it, I think it's legit. Well, I could go pass rush again, but it's not on one person, and we are bad at that. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go with the DB, whoever is covering their number one receiver. Yeah, that's probably a good bet. Um, I mean, at this point, if you kind of look at what Vanderbilt is doing, I mean, it, it's like they're just trying to throw a bunch at the wall and just see see what happens. Um, they, they're, I mean, if, if you thought Auburn's offense was looking pretty bad, I mean, have you watched Vanderbilt's? Um, the closest thing they had was their you know, kind of you know, close-ish game against Georgia, even though Georgia pretty much put it, put it away. Um, they had a little bit more offense there. Besides that, I mean, there, there's not a whole bunch that Vanderbilt has done, I think, to scare teams. And I think our defense is solid enough. Um, I mean, the, the kind of position that I, I keep watching, um, because we've seen some high weeks for them and some average weeks for them, sometimes even low was the linebackers. And when Eugene Asante is out there, it's very evident. Like he's, he's the guy, um, I heard potentially he might have some sort of injury, but he's obviously playing through that and still doing really well. Uh, so linebackers kind of in general is who I'll be watching because I mean, I, I just think that there's, there's some, some uh, consistency that needs to happen in, at that position uh, to pretty much win any kind of road game. So it'll be the linebackers for me, special teams. Who are you going to be watching Jared? Um, I mean, you made a compelling argument in the last podcast for uh, McPherson and just overall, but so on the field goals, he hasn't missed one yet. Can we continue that? But on his kickoffs, can mm-hmm. we can we get that right? And I, I may have stolen yours, but you raised a good concern about the out of bounds. I've raised concerns about not always getting it into the end zone. Um, so you know, at the end of the day, let's. I don't want to say simple things because I couldn't do it, <laughs> but for college athletes, let's can we take care of the simple things? I guess because on the road. All that matters. Everything matters. Mm-hmm. Um, every yard matters. Every and yard, every detail matters on the road. I don't care who you're playing. And so, um, yeah, we got to take care of that. Yeah. No, I mean, I w- that was kind of where my head was at. Because I, I don't think, on, at least on special teams, are we going to be punting a lot against Vandy? I sure as hope hope we're not punting seven times in a game against Vanderbilt or anything like that. We are, my goodness, I'm going to be standing up panicking in my living room uh, watching this game. But 
the other one that keeps coming to mind is some sort of punt return watching either Coy Moore or I think Keontae Scott kind of got back in it in at least a little bit um, of punt, punt coverage and uh, punt returns. So um, to me, that's got to be it. I mean, I don't think we're going to have that many kickoffs because I don't think Vanderbilt's going to be scoring. Um, so we're not going to get a lot of kickoff returns. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, whoever's the punt returner, which right now is either Coy Moore or uh, Keontae Scott. All right, let's get to our score predictions and then round it out with an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Let's talk about score predictions and what we had preseason. Uh, I had us by 17 points winning. Jared, he had us winning by 20 points preseason. And uh, I was looking at the ESPN score predictor because I feel like that's a – yeah, we look at it preseason and what it is now. Auburn went from having a 66% chance of beating Vandy to now an 84% chance of beating Vandy. Obviously, opportunity we've talked about it, for Vandy to come out and shock us. Uh, but what's kind of your prediction? What are you thinking this game? How it's going to play out for Auburn? Um, it's funny. Everything's pointing more in our direction from ESPN and Vegas. I, I'm gonna lower my score, you know, score spread though. I'm I'm gonna probably go with Vegas. I'm, I'm gonna say 13 points. I, you know, I want to be super optimistic and say 20, but I got I got to see us do what we did last Saturday again and on the road. So you know, but 13's nice. You, if if that happens, I mean, I'll take a one point win. But you go on the <laughs> road, you go on the road and win by 13. I don't care who it is. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. So I learned my lesson from last week. You'll listen to the podcast and you'll figure it out if you haven't already. You sticking with I, your gut? I'm gonna stick with my gut. 17 point win for Auburn. Okay. I I I'm pretty sure at least one other score prediction I had was exactly on it preseason, and I changed it week of being a dummy that I am sometimes. Uh, you know, filling the emotions of the game or whatever. And uh, so I'm gonna stick with 17 points. I think we can do it. I mean, 17 points seems very reachable for Auburn. We can. If we have a pretty good run game going, which you know you're seeing Jarquez cooking, your passing game, all the different wide receivers, tight ends, even some of the running backs getting some pass. There's a lot of good things that are kind of going. If we can get any anything like that, I mean, you're, I think you could see like a score of like 36 to like, I don't know, 36 to 20, and I'd be completely fine with that. 36 19, you get a 17 point win, something crazy like that. And and if you come out of a you know playing Vandy, you know that's going to feed into the upcoming weeks where Auburn's going to Arkansas, and you got to think you know that builds because you're you just established, hey, we're doing well, we we finally got a good road win, let's go off to Arkansas, and you know who knows, yeah, you you got a much better shot there. AJ, you have to think right. This is this is kind of a quasi bowl eligible game right like if we win this game i mean you you could lose to new mexico state but if you win this game on the road you're you're probably not losing to new mexico state at home so uh, the point being go win this one and then all you got to do is beat new mexico state and you're going bowling absolutely Um, and it at this point i mean the teams talked about the coaches have talked about it that's what their goal is and so you got to think they're zeroing in on this one obviously it's the, the game right in front of you but I mean, if you win this one, you carry a lot more momentum into the following, and then I mean, you, you kind of got 
you know, seven wins, pretty, you know, pretty not necessarily for sure, but you're carrying a lot more into having a chance of having seven wins this season, which you know, preseason, if, you know, most of the, most Auburn fans, including myself, were thinking seven and five, eight and four, and that would have been a pretty respectable first year for Hugh Freeze. So I will go on record. We are either going six and six or eight and four because if we whoa, run, it we're not going seven. If we run the if we beat Vandy, Arkansas, and New Mexico State, we're beating Alabama. Yeah, I I, I feel that too. I mean, any competent Auburn team that seems to be kind of rolling, and we're playing them in Jordan Hare. I mean, I I they, even some of the best Alabama teams. They, they get scared in Jordan Hare. They've some craziest things have ever happened in Jordan Hare, and you got to think more will happen. Uh, so, so six yeah. and six or eight and four. That's it, AJ. There's no seven and five. <laughs> I love it. Um, any other kind of final thoughts about the Vanderbilt game um, before we move on to an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC? No. Um, well, I mean, just, just, just to recap real quick, you know, there's a few games on our, even with our depleted roster, there are a few games on the schedule where we are clearly the better roster. And that wasn't even really the case at Mississippi state. We weren't clearly, um, this is a game where we are clearly the better roster. And so Mm -hmm. it is ours for the taking, go take it. Don't make mistakes and let's get back home with a victory. Right. I, you got to think that they're going into this with a mindset of just go business trip, knock it out, and come back home with that that W. Um, plus, also, um, what's his face? I'm just blanking on his name. Uh, lineman uh, that's our that came from Vanderbilt. Oh yeah, I'm blanking on his name as well. But yes, we do have a lineman from. Oh, McAllister. Yes, McAllister, Elijah. Yeah. That. Thank you. Uh, so you got him coming back to Vanderbilt where he spent uh, a good bit of his college career. So um, that'll be kind of interesting to see. I don't, I don't know if that'll motivate him anymore, but yeah, he's going back. Let's <coughs> woo. Um, sorry about that. You're right there. Uh, <laughs> Vanderbilt's got I you got, all choked up. I got all choked up, man, about <laughs> Vanderbilt. You, you're still thinking, <laughs> you, you're still thinking about that beautiful past to Javarius. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, that, that would have to be the most beautiful thing I've seen in weeks. It feels like. Yep. Minus my wife. Don't, ah, <laughs> very good save there, sir. That 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 was yeah, that was a close one. Too close. Um, let's uh, talk about an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. This is where we put on orange and blue sunglasses and look around the SEC. What's going on? Uh, see some trends. What's going on with other teams and how that relates to Auburn. So. Start out with Texas A&M. They beat South Carolina. Uh, you know Texas A&M's kind of slowed down. They're now five and three. South Carolina not having a great season now, two and six. Um, you know, pretty expected there. Um, I'm I'm still obviously not the biggest fan of. Uh, we've talked about it plenty of times, but Texas A&M and where they're at. But hey, you got to you got to win, and so they keep moving forward. Another one that just living in the state of Georgia right now, uh, Georgia is out of having Brock Bowers. He's out probably. I mean, I don't think they've officially said, maybe I'm wrong. You know, fans correct me, but it sounds like he's probably out for most of the season, if not all of it, because he had to have a surgery and, uh, Carson Beck, their quarterback at Georgia 
is doing pretty darn well. Uh, somebody pointed out statistically Carson Beck is playing better than Stetson Bennett did, at least through this point in the season. If you look back at what Stetson Bennett did uh, last year against uh, Georgia, leading them to a national championship. But the biggest question in my mind, and I asked a few of Georgia fans, I was like, are y'all worried about Brock Bowers not being there? And I kind of got a unanimous answer for most of them. They were like, if Brock Bowers is our key player, then we're screwed. But they had a lot of confidence that other guys would kind of step up. And they did. I mean, Georgia won 43 to 20 against Florida. And that's kind of, you know, to me, it's, that's a pretty good you know statement by Georgia um, and kind of their, I mean, they're, they're kind of on the home stretch now. They've only got, in my mind, I mean, they do have Missouri, which Missouri can score a lot. But besides that, they got Ole Miss, and they got them at home, and then you got Tennessee. So you got three pretty important games coming up for them. If they can get through those unscathed or even potentially even having a loss, I don't think it's going to necessarily hurt them that bad if they have one loss. They're probably going to the playoffs. And, Jared, I'm already trying to prepare myself for anybody else in the state of Georgia. <laughs> they're 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 coming out. And just get ready for the obnoxious <laughs> fans because I feel like they've been the ones I've interacted with have been a little subdued this year because they they haven't Georgia hasn't necessarily lived up to every single expectation that everybody's put on them. Yeah, I'm kind of numb to it at this point. I'm just like, oh well, whatever happens, happens. I I, <laughs> yeah. I, I did speak to I have a, a Georgia buddy that I you know text throughout the week, and um, he actually listened to our show. Uh, the old Miss game, I think. Uh, so shout out to him on that. But for the first time, um, he he said he was not super concerned about Florida because Kirby Smart hates them and has them. <laughs> he absolutely has them ready for that game every year. He's is that in, like is that like Gus with, against Arkansas? Is yeah, like that much hatred. Yeah, because Kirby played at Georgia, right? And he probably played during the Spurrier years, and Spurrier kind of had their number and was cocky mm-hmm. about it. So. Yeah, Kirby has them ready for that game. But he said he's definitely worried about the next three. I mean, they have Tennessee, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Georgia Tech, who is surprising some people with, you know, games they shouldn't be involved in and they're winning. Yeah. I don't I don't anticipate Georgia to lose to Georgia Tech. I don't really – Tennessee maybe because it's at Tennessee. Um, that's probably the law. I said earlier in the year they would lose there, and then Tennessee's not the same team they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of gone back and forth on that. If the, if they're going to lose one, that's the game I think they lose. Um, I agree with you. It probably doesn't ruin their chances of a playoff unless they um, – If they drop two two of these next three. Yeah, oh, yeah, two, they're you out. You've got some big problems. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think that they would beat Alabama in Atlanta, but I don't – LSU, man, if LSU's gotten their defense under control, that's a very potent offense. So mm-hmm. if Georgia had to match up against them in Atlanta – you know, that could be their potential second loss. So, anyways, we spent a lot of time on Georgia. But at the end of the day, um, I you did mention Carson Beck. I don't think the thing about Stetson was um, his numbers. And, and they were good, right? It was like right. clutch moments. Like, he – Yeah. He was – I mean, they shouldn't have been – that Ohio State game was getting away from them last year. He stayed calm. He was clutch. And kind of that Brady mentality of, like, I don't care what the score is. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to keep doing this. It's going to work. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't find it totally shocking, Carson Beck, because Carson Beck is, I think it was a five-star, right? 
Um, yeah, either a high four. I think he's a five. I think you're right. Yeah. So, you know, he'll have his moments to prove the clutchness. He hasn't had to really yet. He did in the Auburn game, I guess. Um, but, yeah, uh, that that's uh, that's my thoughts overall. On Jordan. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, in my mind, kind of the main one here. I mean, you get, you do, you did have Ole Miss who just, you know, completely dominated Vanderbilt, uh, 33 to seven. And so, you know, obviously we know Ole Miss after playing them, they can put up some points. They, they can do some things. Um, and then we also had Tennessee who we've talked a little bit about already and, uh, they barely squeaked out a win over Kentucky, uh, Kentucky. I think for a moment I was watching that game in the last quarter, Kentucky had at least one chance, if not two, to take the lead and uh, just wasn't able to do it. And uh, that would have been a good upset uh, for Kentucky uh, to to win one over on uh, on a ranked team like Tennessee. So, I mean, I still kind of hold to the same thing generally about the SEC right now. It feels like they're a little down, but it's a long season, and you're seeing a lot of these teams that are kind of rising – to the top, still like Ole Miss, Tennessee, still doing pretty good. Um, and so that that's kind of what I'm holding to is there's a lot of movement, but there's still a handful that are uh, still kind of being pretty good in the SEC. So, Jared, any other final thoughts uh, before you get out of here? Uh, no, sir. Just let's go take care of business in Nashville. Yes, sir. I want to do that. Um, oh, speaking of, was it? Okay, so I was watching the Kansas. I was just thinking about this. I think I will, 2012 with Jonathan Wallace on that team because uh, that, that would be kind of a cool – let's see. I'm going to do a quick Google search for this. Uh, but either, either way, I wanted to mention Kansas being Oklahoma because Jonathan Wallace, uh, if you all remember him, uh, former quarterback turned wide receiver for us, kind of along the same vein of like a Cody Burns. Um, but now he's kind of – going up the ranks and uh, was on the Kansas staff and it's a big win for them over Oklahoma. Um, so cool thing there. Um, and the other one, I already talked about this a little bit, but Georgia tech, the other smart school beat uh, UNC and uh, they were ranked. So uh, you and I were talking about this before the podcast. I mean, to me, you know, why, why I bring up Georgia tech it's, you know, we, we have Vanderbilt, they're in my mind the smart school probably shouldn't have won that game you just you, you never know and so you got to prepare like they can beat you but the other aspect of it is georgia tech they could give some georgia a little bit of fits i don't think they necessarily win that game but you get them you give them a little bit more of a fight than i feel like they've given in a very long time against georgia so my hope is something like that happens so all right jared any other thoughts uh before we get out of here no sir i think we have covered it all well if you want to find you jared how could they find you not a creepy way we all know that (laughs) social media um actually not on there much at all but you can find me on facebook under my name jared davis and uh, you can find me on X at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle.
Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.